I forgot about Dale. Hey, amigos. Welcome back to the broadcast. It's Eric the Freedom Streamer with Tom Lockevara. You can follow us at freedomstreamradio.chattango.com. I'm not sure if Sopperman's out there. I'm going to haze a, He's just a great watchman on the wall and a great help. He, I've got a, probably just a, a Sopperman's all over it, but uh, check us out there. And There's a bunch of postings from our previous broadcast that are very interesting. It's quite a bevy. If you look through everything... Boy, if you went to just RTR Truth Media, RPN, and, and the Freedom Scream Radio and Courtroom yeah, Watch, man, you get a whole real eyeful, brain full of information, and there's interesting stuff posted with links and documents. And, you know, so, um, Tom, did you have something to add on that? Because modern Protestants have not only forgotten what Rome was, what she is, and what she fo- will forever be. The most irreconcilable and powerful enemy of the gospel of Christ. But they consider her almost a branch of the church whose cornerstone is Christ. Charles Chickwini, 50 years in the Church of Rome. Folks, if you thought you knew history before you listened to the broadcast, I hope you're listening for the first time. I am a former recovering Catholic, and I have so many many Catholic brothers and sisters I love with all my heart and that I know whose hearts are in the right places. Yeah, Let me jump in there and add to that. We're on the same page here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have any, you know, you know, hard feelings for just somebody because of their religion or, and you know, if it's not, you know, I've had, gosh, we had in my family, we had over, I think at least four Four priests one time in my immediate family. I've been to multiple ordinations at St. Patrick's. My great uncle is a Knight of Malta and is a Jesuit. I went to a Jesuit high school. I went to McQuaid for, what, two years? I think I went to McQuaid Jesuit High School. My parents thought, you know, they were doing the right thing by sending me there. And You You would think people would wake up to what we're saying, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, who knows better? Right. We, and so, I, so the reason I say this, as Tom is saying, you know, we, we've been there. We're not just saying, hey, that's a ba- those are bad people because we, we don't like their religion. We've, we've kind of been in it, so we're not, we're not, yeah. we're not just attacking from the outside, so to speak. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's no prejudice here. I don't want people to look at it that way. It is just a strictly an analysis of the, of the historical facts and statements mm-hmm. from previous forefathers such as, uh, yep. Abraham Lincoln, who, who had his comment about the Jesuits and the Pope directly being related to the cause of the Civil War, I think that's a matter of very important historical record for people to remember forefront of their yeah. mind. And also, yeah. don't forget, Napoleon said the Jesuits are not a religious or They are a military order, yes. not a religious one. Yeah, and he was very specific. And so they, those very powerful people have had some Those very- who... 
Eric, those yep. who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat it. I have said that over and over again. They will discount Napoleon. They will discount Kenneth Horick. They will discount uh, uh, Chiniqui. They will discount even Abraham Lincoln's statements themselves. They will discount many of these people, but yet they will still, you'll, you'll drive through a city and you'll see Abraham Lincoln High School. And you'll see a bunch of African-American people celebrating Lincoln for the great emancipator. And it makes you just rub your head and go, what reality am I living in when everything everybody knows is lies? Oh, my Lord. Now, Tom, I'm going to ask you a question here. Um, Well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Would you agree that most people believe that communism was kind of founded and, and put forth in its in its original phase with, uh, you know, by Karl Marx and uh, Engels. Mm, mm, I and would go Ford back further. Leonard. I would... No, I how would go back... I want to know how far back you're going to go, and then I'm going to tell you where I think communism began, and it's pretty well, crystal clear. Uh, I, have, I, have a, I have a concept about this that's a little bit controversial, but... Um, you know Rome. Rome when when Rome went into a a region, Rome would uh, absorb the traditions of the region in order to control the populace of said region. So that being said, um, I have a lot of uh, friends who are what you would consider. Uh, moderate Muslims. And I try and tell them, the creation of your own faith was started by a man who married a, a Catholic nun. Your The traditions of your faith were embraced by a, a secular, um, uh, uh, pagan society that learned over the course of hundreds of years how to control populations. Now, one of the things that they learned how to control was the Holy Land, right? So at the time of Jesus, even even those who don't believe in Jesus as, as Christ, which I'm a Christian, but those who don't believe in Jesus as the Christ uh, cannot deny his existence on this earth because it is spoken about not only in the Roman text but in the uh, the Judaic text, but and also in the Christian text, I mean, it's, it's replete with his existence, right? So what was going on? What was going on was Rome's control over the Holy Land at the time, okay? So now let's, let's shoot forward real quick to the forward to uh, comments by certain rabbis that said Freemasonry would not even be a thing without modern Judaism, right? So, okay, it's all the Jews, right? Not so fast. Not so fast. If we remember, it was Constantine that embraced Christianity into the Roman pagan empire. It was Constantine in the Roman empire that had control over the Holy Land. So you see the the conflation of both of these societies, which, by the way, came up from the same uh, basis society, 
But when you have the Kabbalah, you have the Talmud or the oral traditions, and you have things like that, you have what, what Christ came along and said is like, yo, dudes, your doctrines of men make the law of my dad of none effect. In other words, what he was saying was, what you guys are trying to do here politically, religiously, and it was a political, it was a financial, and it was a religious conflation, okay? And what he was saying was, is, is, is taking these things and merging them together is not the basis of moral society. That was the Jesus movement. That is where why Jesus walked into the temple and got the scourge and started cracking heads and, and all of that. The whole point of it was, was that you're starting to conflate the Babylonian ideology with the Roman ideology, with the, the Israel, uh, with the Abrahamic ideology, and you're coming up with these conflations of, uh, of political processes. Okay, So out of that, we had the formation of Rome. Out of the formation of Rome, we had secret societies. Now, shoot forward, and in Bavaria, you had uh, uh, Adam Weishaupt, right? And Adam Weishaupt took these doctrines and threw them all together. Now, many people say that Adam Weishaupt's uh, true compilation of his work were plagiarized by Karl Marx. And, and if you compare them, they're really, oddly, very similar. But, okay, so let's look to Karl Marx, because this is the communistic theory, right? Karl Marx started out as a Christian, right? He started out, well, no, I'm sorry, let me, let me back that up. He was born to Jewish parents. They converted to Judaism, or to, uh, Catholic, uh, to Christianity. I believe it actually was Catholicism, but they converted to Christianity. Later on in Marx's life, he not only divorced himself from Christianity, but he went the complete polar opposite, and he said, my goal is to undo the rain from the one above. He became, an, and, and he wrote poetry to Satan, and, and he became literally a Luciferian Satanist. And this can't yep. be disputed. So okay. you have Karl Marx then, then coming from that Babylonian ideology, from Judaism, from Romanism, from paganism, the fusion yep. of all of them were actually a conflation. But who was really in control at the time in the Holy Land? You can answer that, Eric. Okay, now, here's, now, let me interject something. If I close my window, it's raining. Uh, I'm going mm -hmm. to interject something in between Please. the two, the two time frames that you met. In between, in the year 1516, our old friend, Vatican friend, Thomas More, wrote a book called Utopia. And oh, yes, 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 yes. With a little assistance from Lori Anderson, actually, a lot. She helped me do a little research, and uh, I took notes. And Don't you Thomas just love Moore, her research, bro? Oh, she's great, and she's quick, and she's thorough, and she really helped me bring this up, you know, bring this up, and, uh, up, you know, this, this was the Absolutely, you can see it in the beginning. This is the beginning. He talks about the enclosure of common land, um, no private property. Yes. No locks, no locks on any doors. All goods are stored in warehouses, even distribution. Oh, yeah. 
redistribution of wealth, which is yeah, laboring. Yeah. Laboring is okay. I mean, it's the typical once again the Masonic thing where you're where they claim that your perception is your reality. So if you feel that evil is good, that's okay because it's your perception, and that's all. Yeah, we know that's absurd. It's all there fake, you know. That's there today's ideology. With I feel like I'm a woman, but my name is Jerry. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> so we know that there are universal truths that bind our society and keep us at, 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 in it working well with sure. each other. There's a difference between right and wrong, so to speak. So anyway, I thought sure. I, I wanted to interject that, that Thomas More, a Vatican operative, is the one who really set forth in its modern form the transition from the Roman and the Babylonian tyrannies of the past, which and the Vatican and the Jewish I mean, well, look, no matter what ism it is, uh, you're always going to wind up with the same 40 or 50 Politburo thugs that take over, and whether they call themselves the Roman Senate or a Greek this or a Trojan that or a America, they all become corrupt as soon as you get that that band and and that that, band, that small band, those groups that have allegiances to things other than the people. And Tom hit it on the head. It's Masonic. The Masons, I and I've seen this. The Masons are the threat that binds. Yeah, uh, but I let's let's look at let's let's look at at the name. Okay, everybody wants to play. Hey, it's the Jews, it's the Jews, it's the Jews. Okay, hold on a second. Let's look at who who is the reigning uh, uh, monarch of that movement, okay? The reigning monarch of that movement are the Rothschilds, okay? So let's look at the word Rothschild. Rothschild means red shield, Okay, so what does that mean to people out there in history? It means when you have a red backing behind your shield of your family crest, it meant that you were in 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 collusion with Rome. So what Rothschild or red shield is signifying, and one of the reasons it got it passed, by the way, folks, look at the Nazis. Okay, look, I'm not a pro-Nazi. A lot of people would listen to this broadcast and say, oh, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, Israel, Israel, Israel. Yes, I talk about Israel all the time because what Israel's doing is wrong, just like what the United States is doing is wrong. But dig deeper, dig deeper, okay? Deeper behind this, red shield, Rothschild, it's in German. I mean, go look it up for yourself. It is the shield of Rome. It is an empire that has never been vanquished. It's never been exterminated. And it is what our founders, by the way, when they were discussing, and it's not in the Constitution, but when they were discussing the separation of church and state, they did not talk about the separation of faith in Christ and the state. What they were, what they were trying to avoid, or several many people among them were trying to avoid of Protestant faith, was the capture of the Republic by Rome. Yeah. By they Rome. Worried, they were worried about the, the church forcing itself on the people. They really weren't yes. worried so much about, about a, a faith or a, or a, or a moral it's uh, or a moral position that that's in the government. You have to have yes. a moral position, otherwise yeah. you get the new, you get the Masonic. And I had a Mason tell me this at the witch's court in upstate New York. 
uh, and it was very interesting. He said, I'm a Mason. And he said, uh, he said, your perception is your reality. And I said, well, not yeah. me. And I said, when I said, wait a minute, I said, I said, <laughs> you can't make, I said, you can't make up your own individual reality. If I say the grass is blue and the sky is green and I flip, you know, what we observe up upside down, is that now, is that reality? Because I think it is. And the answer is obviously no. There are universal truths based on the empirical, mm -hmm. observational, statistical evidence that we can come up with. Um, you know, so you can't just make up facts. And so I kind of challenged him nicely, and then he said, well, perception is reality. He took out the word your, and just kind of made it general. And I said, well, sure. my I, that's it. And I said, of course, I want to look in my dictionary, and of course, the American Heritage Dictionary says, reality, that which exists objectively and in fact. It's not subjective. Reality is objective, and the Masons will take. Oh the yeah, position. but don't you hear the modern day progressives? What is your reality? My right. reality, subjective, subjective <laughs> reality, and what is subjective reality? It's ultimately just lies. It's living in a lie yeah. and saying, "Well, you can possess a gun, and it's possession." Now, we're, even if it's not in your hand, and Tom knows well this case because he just went through it. Even though the gun's not in your hand, you never touched it, we're going to make up something called constructive possession and take the word possession, which <laughs> requires... Okay, once again, the I had a lawyer, an attorney in Rochester, tell me, hey, can you print that out of the dictionary for me? I mean, he didn't even have this himself. I just opened up the American Heritage Dictionary. It was a few years older. It was a good quality. And it said, yeah. uh, and it said uh, a possession requires actual holding. Now, you can't just come in. I know it's, uh, you know, I know. Well, hey, you know what? Now that I'm here and now that this has gone so far and now that I've already been, uh, uh, you know, adjudicated guilty, I can say, Eric, I have to make a, uh, a confession. Okay. Yep. And yes, I was. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the witch's court. That's why we call it. Yeah. That. So anyway, yeah. attorneys make up attorneys make up legal uh, absurdities at lies, yes. legal lies called constructive possession. Or yep. here's my new my new favorite. Tom is implied consent, meaning yeah. we didn't give you any information that you will consent to this, but you kind of implied it by just breathing and walking around this town. So oh, it's implied consent. Yeah. We own you. Blah blah blah. So that's the idea. So anyway. The, you cannot, and, and the Masons, the Masonic Creed is you can make up your own reality, which we know is absurd. It, it leads to lies being executed in our government. Our Utopian! There you go. We'll be right back and talk more about this with Eric and Tom on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Stay with us. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-Keep-It-Today. As a listener of RBN, you're surely concerned about being informed and being ready for whatever may come. Please consider the following questionnaire as a soul-jarring wake-up call. If you answer no to more than two of these following questions, you probably aren't going to make it through any major disruption in our country. The questions were compiled by people that have been there. Are you really ready? Do you own your own firearm for the primary defense and protection of you and your loved ones? Have you ever been professionally trained to stand against life-threatening behavior? Have you ever practiced enough to fire 500 rounds during a two- to four-day time frame, day and night? Can you load, unload, fire, and clear a jam in total darkness? Have all the adults in your household been professionally trained? Are you, life and death, comfortable with your abilities with pistol, revolver, shotgun, and rifle? Are you aware that everything that you do to prepare for an emergency is a waste of time, money, and energy? If you haven't owned your abilities to their highest level to protect and keep what you have, do you have the repair parts that will most likely be needed for each of your firearm, and do you have the ability to install those parts? Could you completely clean every firearm you own? Are you aware that your body won't go where your mind hasn't been? In other words, without proper training, followed by regular practice, you probably will not win a gunfight. Well, how did you measure up? Take the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to start correcting your deficiencies by receiving your Commander Lifetime Membership with Front Sight Firearms Training Facility. A one-time donation to RBN for $500 We'll give you a Commander Lifetime Membership at Front Sight as a tremendously huge thank you bonus. See details on RBN's webpage to make it happen. The clock is ticking. You had better be ready before it happens. Try not to get worried. Try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Well, don't you know everything's all right? Yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us tonight. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you and anoint you Make all your heart far better Then you feel everything's alright, yes, everything's fine And it's cool and the ointment's sweet For the fire in your head and feet Close your eyes, close your eyes and relax, think
Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. It's Eric the Freedom Screamer with Tomlock Obara. Both of us are on tonight. You got your hands full with us. We're, we're slaughtering you with a lot of information tonight. I realize that. I'd like to give a shout-out to all our new listeners. Um, appreciate you joining us. I know I'm spreading the word for RPM as much as possible. We bring the network overall brings many, many points of view, a wide range of information. If you looked at step back and looked at this as an overview and took all the, the great hosts into account, hostesses, um, it's, I mean, you don't have to go anywhere else. And you can't go anywhere else because it all, a lot of it, uh, a lot of it sucks. You're not going to hear people looking behind the curtain as far as Tom Lacavara does, as far as Lori does, as far as Eric the Freedom Streamer. Could you imagine the mainstream media covering any of this stuff? Oh, my God. How about that? Yeah, right. Well, you know, of course, who pays for all their advertising? Between It's usually Big Pharma. And who do we have as the new big, the new big, what they're calling agrochemical? One word now. New word, agrochemical. It's not agricultural. It's agrochemical. Monsanto and Bayer. And now, so Tom, I was so, now this is the new corporation that's going to be over the, and I use the word over because they're going to have the power through their corporate donations and their lobbyists to get any type of regulation passed regarding agricultural, the yeah. food supply, yeah. food availability, mm-hmm. food quality, food pricing, food distribution. It's all going to be at the mercy of this new giant corporation because they're going to get yeah, their I, former seat. I got, I got four order. words for I got four words for that real quick, real quick. Okay. Come to my door who wants to. That's all well, I got to say. They're gonna, well, what they're going to do is they're going to, they, once they have the food supply locked up, then they have what's called, uh, oh, God, what's it called? Codex Alimentarius, which is a, which is a, oh, God, over a hundred-year-old plan. By the Mind control. Yeah, well, no. This one is food control. This one is regarding. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it, but it's it's under the assumption, Eric. It's under the assumption that they have the authority to do any of it. Right, it's and mind of control. course they're, and of course the people who purchase the products are under the false assumption that this stuff's okay for you. Uh, so we have yeah. Bayer, yeah. Bayer, the company that makes the uh, uh, fuel, rubber, and explosives for the Third Reich. Also, Zyklon gas, heroin, dioxin and HIV-infected vaccines using slave labor at the concentration camps to do a lot of that, is now merging with Monsanto, the company that makes the artificial chemicals for food, Roundup, neonicotinoids, PCBs, GMO food, and Agent Orange. Doesn't that give you... uh, Doesn't that make you just want to go out and eat corporate food? Holy cow. You couldn't get two... It just makes me want to have a party. Yeah, these people yeah. are insane, bro. Really Wonder why local. people can't have victory gardens these days. You want to know why you can't grow stuff in your own gardens today? You want to know why you can't have real, true, free energy independence and, and, and pull off the grid today? Well, there you go, folks. I mean, it's right in your face. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. One of the first interviews I did was from that guy at Turtle Island uh, Reserve. Uh, he was one of the mountain men on the History Channel. This guy was awesome, man. He he built this place there in Turtle Island, down there in in this in the uh, the 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 southeast, and and he was building buildings all like the original way that they were built. 
he had like 25 cars roll in from the state and try issuing him citations on his building codes. And, and when all of it was said and done, to be to, to draw this to a close, when all of it was said and done, his stuff was built better than they could have ever had a code for, ever. Oh, Three times, I'm... four times stronger. I mean, look, man, they want you weak. They want you docile, compliant. That's how they want you, man. You got that right, boy. Is it true? Um, so you got Eric the Freedom Screamer and Tom Lockabar. We got a quick break. Stay with us a couple of minutes. Listen to our sponsors. Support our sponsors. Support the network. It's Eric the Freedom Screamer. We'll be right back after this break. The smoke is rising in the shadows overhead. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Do you worry a lot? If you're forgetful, nervous, moody, or overwhelmed, chances are you're not protecting yourself from the ravaging effects of stress and anxiety. No matter the cause, ongoing stress and elevated levels of the stress hormone cortisol can rob your memory, your health, your quality of life, and your future. Now you can combat the effects of stress and anxiety while improving your memory and recall at the same time with the dietary supplement Calm and Clever. Studies show that the ingredients in Calm and Clever reduce cortisol by as much as 30% in as little as one to two weeks and increase your ability to recall facts, names, and numbers in four to 12 weeks. Calm and Clever was created by scientist Kurt Hendricks, a principal investigator in two NIH-funded studies on Alzheimer's disease. Try Calm and Clever for two months. You'll feel the difference. Call 1-800-758-8746 or go to calmandclever.com. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. 
With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Joining us, Eric the Freedom Screamer, with Tom LaCavara. Yeah. Oh, man, that music is making me dance around, bro. Look. That was, uh, I have Stanley, some... that was Stanley Turrentine with uh, George Benson's on that and some world-class musicians. It's good straight ahead. It's good bumper music. Dude, I was scatting. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so anyway, anyway um, I, I have to address something with you that, that I haven't gotten yep. a chance to address. All right. All right. If all, if the liberties of the American people are ever destroyed, they will fall by the hands of the Catholic clergy, said Lafayette. There's a really important reason for that. One of the things that frustrates me, Eric... Uh, and why I so love to do these shows with you, because it really requires two people to discuss these issues. Yep. You can't just present this. You need to discuss it. Is the and, and I don't mean, when I say the ignorance of the American people, I don't mean the fact that they choose to be ignorant, but that they are ignoring facts that are withheld from them throughout their educations by these educational institutions that don't teach them about things like the Treaty of Verona. The beginning of the 19th century was a time of change for the papacy of Rome. Pius VII and Pope, uh, I believe he's from 1800 to 1820, something or other, something right in there, had issued a condemnation of the Bible societies as the most abominable invention that destroyed the very foundation of religion, the new era of liberty and republics that diminished much of the papal power, but had nowhere near paralyzed them, 
They strongly hated these freedoms and continually were they set on destroying them, on regaining now, the former absolute power. Hold on. Re- okay. re- the, re- regaining their former absolute power as in the time of the Inquisition. The United States and its presidents were obstacles that had to be dealt with. And I just want to follow that by one quote. On our quest for the truth, we must begin at the Treaty of Verona. The death of President Lincoln was the culmination of but one step in the attempt to carry out the secret Treaty of Verona on October 1822, a pact entered into by the high contracting parties, the kings of Prussia, Russia, Austria, and behind the scenes, Pope Pius VII and the king of the Papal States of the former Congress of Vienna, Austria, which had held its session secret, covering the whole year of 1814 through 15. That's a fact. This is not to be disputed. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry I, uh, yeah, I, I stomped wanted, everything. Well, when you were saying, I wanted to help you lay the foundation, because when you started saying they, I wanted the listeners to read, and you, and, you, and you hit on the countries. I believe it was, uh, it wasn't just the Vatican. It was the, it was the, uh, it was the French uh, with, uh, who was it, Chateaubriand, if I'm not mistaken. It was yes, Metternich, yes, yes, yes. Metternich from Austria and uh, the king of, uh, and also the Russian, was it the Russian czar at the time? Uh, Dude, this was, was the it? foundation of the European Union, bro. And it was along with Rome. This was a big deal, and this is what led yes. to what, what Tom, the reason Tom's talking about this is because the, the, the royal families of Europe were conspiring with the Vatican to take down the U.S., bring it back into what we're now called the New World Order. It's their new words, Global World Order, whatever. You've heard it a million times. And it's what led to the Monroe Doctrine, which which said, basically, if you come over here and do any colonizing or interfere in our political system, you know, yeah, it's going to be an act of, it's gonna be an act of war. And then, of yeah. course, they, uh, they killed Monroe on the 4th of July, which was the same. They also yes. killed... Uh, People just too, don't know our history, Eric. It drives me nuts. Too short on that to be real. So I mean, to be anything but you know somewhat uh, orchestrated, I think you'd have to admit if just being a rational person. Well, so, the, co- anyway, the contractors, uh, the contractors, the secret treaty of Verona was referred to as the Holy Alliance. Right, Holy Alliance. I know. It's, Yep, the Holy... Right, that's what they called themselves. They didn't call themselves the Royal Family Flush or anything no. like that. It was... They were, they were under... They were ceding power the to papacy. Rome. I'm, I'm submitting that the Rome has become, at least in its modern form, if either at least equal to, if not now more powerful, than any of the Jewish making well. establishments, because the power... Is in the church. That's why they have the court. Yes. They have the court. They have yes. everything. It all, the currency almost yeah. doesn't matter if you got this, the courts and you oh, got the property titles. This leads me to the same position when people call me and talk to me about the modern day pope, and he's like, he's got these Marxist tendencies. I said, no, you don't understand. It goes even further than that. 
it's not that the Pope is trying to catch up with the world. It's that the Pope is putting out the message for the world and he's only trying to come out into the light slowly. And this is an important fact that people do not understand fundamentally. There are many, many Catholics that I speak to on a regular basis that are completely disillusioned with what this Pope is about, right? The first Jesuit Pope in the history of the Roman Catholic Church, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're so disillusioned because of his his the things that he says. You can't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You can't all these things that he says, folks. And 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 some people say, well, the Roman Church is catching up with society. No, folks, <laughs> this is what it is. And what people don't understand is that it's the Roman Church that throws the agenda out there. The only illusion that they're catching up with it is for that. To bring the people along like sheeple, like lambs to the slaughter, like lambs to the slaughter. Well, okay, speaking of that, don't forget what's going on in South Africa, and recently the church, the yes. state church, which, which you know is a corporation and you know it's tied to the Vatican, is, re- yes. is, is encouraging what they're calling land redistribution. That means take it from one group and give it to another Two wrongs make a right. Let's d- destroy one group of people. You know, I I know about the whites persecuting the blacks. That was not right. Do two wrongs make a right? No. Uh, there's got to be a better way than throwing people off their land and putting them in squatter camps, which are nothing more than concentration camps. That's where you concentrate people. That's a concentration camp, and they can't work. They don't have money. It's what's going on in South Africa is ungodly. And that land, hey, hey. I saw the debate on the floor of the parliament. And the guy, Julius Malema, the head of the, the party that's calling for the taking of the land by force, was asked by one of the other black parliament members, where's the land going to go when we steal it back from the white people? And Malema said, into a land trust. Who do you think yeah. is going to manage that land trust? It's not going to be the Baptist Church or the Jews. It's going to oh, be the Vatican no. Bank. Sure. The Vatican Bank manages all the land trusts. The Vatican is the largest landowner. It's the wealthiest single entity. It's got the treasures of Solomon's Temple in their basement. It's, it's got its own. It's the largest bank in the world. They own the majority share in most of the insurance companies, the big ones that force their product on everybody. Don't forget health care came in through the guise of insurance. It's an insurance thing. The tax. Yeah. Okay. And they have their own intelligence agency, which is the Jesuits. Yep. What do you yep. think they're doing? Oh, forget about it. Hey, let's look at one other quote, one other quote that I want to share with people. We will never forget that our forefathers, the first inhabitants, and now I know a lot of people are going to argue with me that Native Americans were here and all that, the first civilized uh, inhabitants with structured government and society of the American land were compelled to leave their native country to come to bury themselves in unknown and far distant wildernesses to escape your, meaning Jesuit, tyranny and cruelty. This is in the the book Jesuitism Unveiled by Americans Warned About Jesuitism by Claude Pierrot in 1851. Folks, know your history know your history 
or else you're doomed to repeat it, which is exactly what's happening today. Boy, you can see the things manifesting. I watched the history of the Roman Empire. I'm glad you went back to Rome earlier, because the whole communist... Communism is just totalitarianism. I don't look at it as a thing like for the people. Sure, it's, it's redistribution, the government taking control of the means of production. The yes, absolutely. It's a totalitarian thing. The word communism is just kind of made up. Oh, and by the word, by the way, of course, that word communist, I believe, is right in the Latin dictionary. It's a, you know that comes out of the Latin and the Roman thing. Um, so it's very interesting. Well, they very that, cleverly, that, they very cleverly devised a plan to be able to sell that upon the people about. Well, if you all agree to this beautiful process, yeah, but here's the thing. All right, say you take 100 people that agree to it and 10 people that don't. Then what do you have? You have 90 people with guns that force the other 10 people to do what they want to do. End of story, case in point. Drops Mike. Well, that's why we're resurrect the republic. We're resurrected because in a repentant, yes, in a, it's even worse than that, Tom. In a in a true democracy, you only need really technically fifty one percent to take yeah. from the other forty one. Unfortunately, they're fifty one hey, versus forty nine. Hey. That's going to be a fair fight. But if they can the get, only... like you said, eighty percent of the people on the government. Yes. Yeah. Eat, sorry, uh, then you can have dependency, which leads to apathy, which leads to slavery. The only good thing about that in modern day society is that the other side of this debate are a bunch of soy boys. Thank God, because if you listen to Larry Grindall, who is who infiltrated the uh, Weather Underground, they they these intellectuals of academia, lawyers, doctors, professors, everything they they plotted the extermination of 25 million Americans. This was the Bill Ayers group with the Weather Underground. The extermination of 25 million what they called counter-revolutionaries, which means patriots, by the way, those who would stand opposed to their ideology and and the French Revolution and the Inquisition or whatever other issue. Right. Thomas More's Utopia, yep. Yep, 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 and and we would stand opposed to that, and we would stand for individual freedom. That we were called the counter revolutionaries under this 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 concept of the weather underground that they would have to establish reeducation centers in the southwest to either reeducate us or kill us. This was an FBI undercover informant that brought this information forward. No one can what discount this. What happened Larry, to him? Did he pass away? You know, I pass- don't know, but you know, I want to look into that because I was just checking into him today. I think he passed wanna, away. Yeah, unfortunately, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think he's gone, but check it out. Cause, yeah, he, but his testimony his, is there. Was it Griswold? Grindwald. And you know what, for those of you out there that may not have heard this individual from the, the, the infiltrator from the Weather Underground, I'm going to be publishing this clip. I have it on my computer, up on my desktop right now. I'm going to be publishing this on DTube forward slash RTR Truth Media. I'm going to be publishing it on Bit. Shoot, that's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E at forward slash RTR Truth Media. I'm going to be publishing it on Facebook. I can give them the double whatever it is, you know, being, you know, more compliant to an FCC regulated network. Uh, I'm going to publish this to every communications medium that we have again 
to put it out there in the public so that you can see what these Fabian-style socialist, communitarian, communist, Jesuitists, uh, these people, that these, these seekers of this utopian one-world government society where the religion is one universal religion and one universal monarchy, uh, you can see what these people think for themselves. You know what else I hear all the time in universities from students that they're studying? George Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw said that every man and woman every seven years should be brought up before a bureaucratic panel to justify their existence. And if they were not producing as much or more than needed to be, they, that society could not justify their existence and that they should be euthanized. That means if you get too old and you can't produce, that means if you're disabled, that means if whatever. To these people, these are eugenicists. These are the same people that are behind the Margaret Sangers of the world. These are the same people that are behind all the eugenicism, the, the big pharma. These are yeah. the individuals that are beside, they're behind the mass a culling of those that they call useless eaters that are not part of the one world agenda. Folks, it is what it is. Do your own independent research. I mean, I have historical documented facts. And and I have, and Bruce Ray Riggs, by the way, Eric, Bruce Ray Riggs and I have asked people, please call in. 1-800-313-9443. Please call in and yeah, here's the thing, you what know, we're saying. <laughs> this is what they do. They have to find useful idiots like you were just talking about to support what I think the the, the, the higher, the upper echelon agents in this, the real, the, the deeper level, you know, the time. I, I, I'm not so sure they believe in any of the ideal no matter what it is, I really don't think they care about the necessarily. I don't think Thomas More necessarily cared about uh, an egalitarian society. Um, as a matter of, you know, I think he constructed this as a way to because it sells well. It sells tyranny very easily because there are people who they're useful idiots at the lower level who will buy into this perfect world thing, especially if they're ungodly, and they think that man can create the perfect world instead of kind of living it by the law of the creator, which which is probably a better idea based on what I can see so far. But anyway, I'm not so sure that the guys like even Marx and Lenin, that these were not, they didn't believe that stuff necessarily they, they were writing, but they, knew it was cre- but they knew that it was going to create a giant movement that would that would be able to destroy people I, who are wanting their freedom. I go one like further. A, I don't yeah. think they knew anything. I think that they were used as tools, as tools for a, for something that was so far bigger than what they were. It's sir, propaganda. That, that if Karl Marx had any idea how much he was being pimped as a as a prostitute. Of this new world order, he would have demanded think, far more money than he had. Well, I think. He, well, I think. I think that he knew that he was, and his role. Oh, was he did. To put, no, no doubt. No doubt. 
pretty well contrived. These guys are not, they don't, they're not allowed to get into these positions by, you know, attrition or by good deeds or by hard work. It's, it's not the way it works. You get picked <laughs> by the, by the, by the Freemasonic guilds that are pretty much at this point, it looks to me like they're controlled by the Vatican. Um, that they're the thread that binds. And as long as you're in that, that group or that cult, you know, they're going to hey, obey Eric. the, they're going to obey the cult and not the, they're not, Eric, for, not, not working for the people. That's for sure. Yeah. Before, before we're out of time. Oh yeah. From the congressional record, folks, I want you to listen to me very carefully. You can listen to these university professors all you want. Let them quote from the congressional record. Let them quote from the historical documents that are brought to you, right? They don't do it. I'm about to. Congressional record, April 25th, 1916. U.S. Senator Robert L. Owen was questioned by members of Congress as to what the meaning of the secret treaty of Verona was. The record shows his reply to include the following statements. I want you to pay very close attention and sit on the edge of your seat. This holy alliance, having put a Bourbon prince upon the throne of France by force, then used France to suppress the condition of Spain immediately afterwards, and by this very treaty gave her a subsidy of 20 million francs annually to enable her to wage war upon the people of Spain prevent its made its powers felt by the wholesale drastic suppression of the press in Europe by universal censorship by killing free speech and all ideas of popular rights and then by the complete suppression of popular government the Holy Alliance having destroyed popular government in Spain and in Italy had well laid plans also to destroy popular government in the American colonies, which had revolted from Spain and Portugal in the Central and South America under the successful example of the United States. It was because of this conspiracy against the American republics. By the European monarchies that President Monroe stated to Congress that the United States would regard it as an act of hostility if the Holy Alliance or any European power attempted to establish control of any American republic that is any state or to acquire any territorial rights. Maybe you will remember the decree from school as this was known as the Monroe Doctrine. Uh As you will know, the Catholic Church laughs in the face of that decree and became a major landholder in the United States of America. And furthermore, at the Vatican brought these political powers together for the Treaty of Verona. They also had other things going on. Simultaneously with the calling of Congress in Vienna of 1814, Pope Pius VII restored the Society of Jesus, the Jesuit order, which had been abolished by Pope Clement IV, July 21, 1773, on the grounds that it was immoral, dangerous, and was a menace to the very life of the papacy. Folks, 
if you do yeah. have you if you've never learned this history in your classrooms across America, especially in your universities, you are not being taught the truth. Go ahead, Eric. And it's a good, yeah, excellent points. And it's manifesting itself today with the German company called Bayer acquiring yep. Monsanto. And I yep. kind of wanted to know, I'll make this point quick because we're going to go up in a couple minutes, but I kind of wanted to know, because we have so many Goldman Sachs operatives in the Trump uh, administration, especially oh, the Treasury Department, don't I believe get me that Munchen from Goldman Sachs was the Treasury uh, Director, and the number two man was Donovan, who also came from Goldman Sachs. So did two other economic positions in the Trump White House. I think it was at five at one time, four or five. And so I kind of wanted to know how much of a financial stake does Goldman Sachs have uh, in the Monsanto-Bayer merger? And it turns out Goldman Sachs owns 157,000 shares of Bayer and 4,416,690 shares of Monsanto. And so Goldman Sachs, who's right yeah. behind the Trump administration, are using their position in government to approve a merger that's going to line their pockets. Hey, folks, will Fox, will Fox News or MSNBC tell you that? No. You're going to hear it only here on the on uh, RTR and Freedom Scream Radio. Thanks, Tom, for being with us tonight. This has been awesome. I want to do this again in my the near honor. future. My honor, my honor, brother. Appreciate it much. Great perspective. We've got the dual perspective tonight, people. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike, on the board. Thanks, John Statmiller. Thanks, Tom Lockabara. Thank you, Lori Anderson. Derek, the Freedom Screamer. We'll be back. Don't forget to go to courtroomwatch.com and download jury nullification flyers and pass them out to everyone in your community. If you're taken out of the witch's court, you may get dragged in yourself, and you're going to want those jurors to know about jury nullification. It's your right and your duty. We'll be back soon on the Republic Broadcasting Network and RTR Truth Media. and Republic.com. There you go. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Many people tell us about their experience with Extendivite. Just listen to what Glenn has to say. Prior to taking it, I had diabetic neuropathy. The Extendivite reduced that significantly. Acid reflux was reduced. I had athletes with very severe, trimmed that down to about 75% dandruff, almost completely gone. I had a simple occipital neuralgia at the base of my skull. I was having migraines reduced by about 90%. Heart palpitations, my heart would kind of stall out. I would skip the beat. Very uncomfortable. And when walking from downstairs going to sleep, by the time I got to the bedroom, which is just one flight of stairs, my heart was pounding coming out of my chest. My vision was blurry. This completely solved that problem. Great product. Thanks. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the 